In episode three, we interview Lo Cheng from the Canadian Centre for Climate Services. We conducted these interviews at the Adaptation Canada 2020 conference before the COVID crisis began. So it's almost strange to be putting out content that isn't related to COVID-19, but there are some great connections to draw between the COVID crisis and the climate crisis. What it means in terms of how our governments are responding, what it means in terms of uh, community resilience, um, and even in terms of what information is available to us in order to make sense of what's going on, both in terms of COVID and climate. And so my name is uh, Antonia Paquin, and I work with the Resilience by Design Lab, and I'm glad to be your host for this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Adaptation Inspiration, and, and here's our interview with Lo. My name is Lo Chang. I am the executive director of the Canadian Center for Climate Services, which is a federal government initiative. Um, so I am actually with Environment and Climate Change Canada, but the initiative of the Canadian Center for Climate Service is a whole of government initiative. Yeah. How would you define adaptation? Um, I think adaptation is Becoming more resilient. Um, I've worked in the climate change world for a long time. Um, most of it spent in the climate mitigation um, and quantifying greenhouse gases. I, I'm an environmental engineer, so I come at this a very technical view. Um, and I think the adaptation world puts it into practice. Great, we need to reduce our greenhouse gases. Those are our practices, but alongside that, the environment has changed, the climate has changed. Even if we are able to stop producing any greenhouse gases, we are still going to need to adapt. What is it that we need to do to keep our quality of life or get a better quality of life? So I think adaptation in, in the whole realm of this is very much a social um, way, of, way of life. Um, what is important to you? Is it your culture? Is it your environmental um, footprint, your, your, is it the services a municipality needs to provide to have the quality of life for, for its citizens and so on. But it's really around the, the quality of life, the, the way you want to have um, to, to continue. Would you mm -hmm. say that a lot of the conversation around climate change, whether specific to adaptation or not, is a lot about how it's framed? Yeah, and it's one area that we need to change. Um, definitely, the I think we're beyond the fact of trying to. I'm going to prove to you climate change is real and that it's human induced. So what? Uh, I think we need to move beyond that. And as our keynote speaker at the beginning of the conference said, uh, it can't all be gloom and doom. You need to be able to. Uh, provide some hope, tell people what they can do on a personal level, on a business level, as a homeowner, as a whatever, that um, it's not just accept it and go. Uh, it is definitely the challenge. Um, I started in this hmm, probably back in 92 or so. Uh, it's a long time ago. And back then, we didn't have any of the greenhouse gas numbers, but we knew something was changing. And it was, what are we going to do about it? So back then, it was more of the study of it um, and trying to get international cooperation. We're still trying to get international cooperation. Um, 
I don't know where I'm going with this. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, just how, how climate change is framed. It, it, needs to be, it needs to be much more in a positive light. Um, the youth are asking us for, for action. Um, it's great at the dinner table hearing, okay, what are we doing about this? And um, it's not good enough just to list a bunch of programs and initiatives. We need, it's a transformation. It's a different way of thinking that I think the whole of society needs to get behind to say, yeah, like, this is important. It's like anything else I do. I, I, this is something that I just need to consider. Mm -hmm. And within your role, is there an example of a really exciting project that you've been involved with in adaptation or, or climate action in general that you've been part of or, or a witness to? Actually, this, uh, the Canadian Centre for Climate Services is uh, a really exciting initiative. Um, this was uh, a gap that was identified in the consultations that led up to the Pan-Canadian Framework, and this was in consultations with the provinces, the territories, stakeholders, industry, ENGOs, Indigenous. It was asking, what is stopping you? What's, what, what are you missing? What's, wow. what's not there that allows you to consider climate change? Um, and it really came down to, you tell me the climate is changing and people tell me it's changing, but what does that really mean? Can you put it in terms that I can understand without a science degree or a PhD and so on? What, how can I understand what you mean by the word that the climate is changing? So tell it to me in terms of um, how many degrees warmer is that? What is, it needs to be local. The information needs to matter to me. The information needs to uh, be accessible, um, be something I can understand, and I also need to learn how to use it. There's either, uh, some people find that there's no information, I don't know where to get it, and then others are saying, ah, there's way too much, which ones do I trust? So the Canadian Centre for Climate Service is really here to support Canadians, to allow them, to give them the information, to give them the guidance, to give them the support they need to consider climate change in their decisions, whatever that may be. Um, so if the focus, for instance, for a community planner is to how do I make my, my community more resilient, how do we work with them, uh, what resources do they need, and we know it goes beyond just I'm going to provide the information. It needs to be transformed into a way that people can, can easily use it, uh, can easily access it. It needs to be able to, you can download it in like um, something that I don't need a special computer to open up or, um, you know, be able to decipher what that graph is telling me. Uh, and then how do I put that into the context that I'm concerned with? So the Canadian Centre for Climate Services, we launched in October 2018. Um, and we launched with some foundational information products on our website that allows you, we've got about um, 300 or so resources that we've compiled across the federal government and provinces and territories to say, here's some guidance. If you're looking to figure out how to do a risk assessment, here's a guidance of you know, what the steps could include. Here's some examples within that. You're concerned about sea level rise. Here's the information that we have about our monitoring sites and the projections of sea level rises on, on our coasts. Um, and then we also provided access to the climate information down to the local scale. So these maps, you can just click on where you live and take a look. And then we also are working to provide a support. We have a support desk, which you can just call.
and email and ask your question and it could be very detailed of like i am trying to do this calculation and i'm using this da, 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 da. or it could be i've been told to do an adaptation plan how do i start uh it, the, the idea of being there to help people but this is one of those i think foundational uh, services that can really help canadians uh, one of our principles is user focused we don't want to build something that we think you might need we want to work with the stakeholders to build it. So, for example, Canada is a big country. The geography, the the climate, the it changes quite differently. And the way we define what a heat wave is uh, in a particular city is quite different. So each city has a different definition of a heat wave. Mm. Uh, you know, as you, some of it could be three days with the temperature over 25. Um, that that is above 25 degrees, uh, doesn't go below 20 degrees at night, and is above 30 Mm -hmm. degrees during the day. That's the definition of a heat wave. But if you were up in Yellowknife, your definition is quite different. So we created a tool in which we ask you, what's your definition of a heat wave? And then we will send to you um, your projections of number of heat waves into the future. Wow. Without that back and forth and talking to um, the users, yeah, it's so that's a key piece of what we're trying to do of um, very user focused uh, products development, service development, being able to help those that want it. So we had a session here. Uh, it was packed, and it was such an energetic session because everybody there needed climate information. They were ready and primed and wanting to work with it. If we can get people to that point and then being able to help them. You know, at a conference like this, it's the like-minded. We don't need to convince anybody at this conference that we need to work on climate adaptation. (laughs) That's, we're we're speaking to our own kind of thing. Um, But what about the rest of the population? Um, There are some that are still saying they, they, you know, it's climate deniers or that climate change isn't real. How do we speak to them to help them understand and be more prepared? Um, so there is that, that piece up front of getting it mainstreamed, getting the, the population on side that, you know, if you think about back as a child, we didn't have to, I didn't have to wear seatbelts. We've come a long way in nice. a car. It is just, it's not even something you think about anymore. No, no. You put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Um, I have parents and grand uh, parents that... It's not something that they just do, right? It's, it's something they do now, but it wasn't something. And even as a child, I, you know, we didn't wear seatbelts. But nobody would think of going into a car now without wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> or even the smoking ban, right? right exactly. So there is change that is possible. And on the environmental side, the, the example I like to use, you know, the, the problem is too big, we can't, uh, we can't deal with it, it needs everybody to cooperate, so on and so forth. Um, acid rain. Acid rain was a problem in the 80s, and it was literally, rain was coming down, and you could look at the pavement, and there was some interaction with that that you weren't all too happy with. No yeah. longer an issue. People mm. don't even study it. You are able to cooperate, make the, take the actions, put in regulation, change the way we do things. Acid rain is not a problem. It, people just don't, you, you don't even yeah. think of it, but no. it's not that long ago yeah. <laughs> that it was a problem. So people, like, that's the place where we, with determination um, and the will 
to make it happen, mm. I think we can do it. Mm -hmm. So there's that front end piece of how do we get Canadians, um, it's through communication, it's through framing, all of that to the point where it's just natural to do. Um, and then I think the next piece with that is having the resources, having the, the ability, the, the capacity that there's enough professionals in, in Canada, uh, experts and, and so on that can help people then incorporate climate change as one of those considerations. And I'm not saying that climate change is the only consideration. Right? You always have to take into account your timing, your costs, and how does this affect my citizens, my stakeholders, and so on. But climate change is one of those considerations that should also be automatically thought about. So how do we make that easier for people to understand? Cost benefit, people understand. It's not like, before you do anything, you always want, how much is this gonna cost me? Totally. So. It would be amazing if you said, so before I take on this project, whatever it may be, how's the climate, how's the impact from climate change going to affect me? Just that one question, and then having the programs, the supports, the experts ready to be able to help so that we don't have people trying to figure it out and there be no resources to help right. them. Because then, you know, you got them this far, now you've <laughs> let them down. We need the wave to make it... Um, just a natural thing we do to consider climate change, and then the ability to be there to help them, to to provide them with the info, learn, teach them how to, to use it, and then do, you know, essentially it's assess your risks, look at your options to mm -hmm. lower your risks. It's like anything else. Mm -hmm. and, and people not being just so um, afraid or confused that they take no action because it's too unknown. Right. It's too difficult to understand. Uncertainties are too big. One of the re things that I use um, as an example is you have no idea how the stocks are going, yet everybody invests. <laughs> it is. It's You don't just put all your money under the, the mattress, but you don't have a crystal ball to tell you. But everybody invests, whether you put it in mutual funds, whether Fun, you play pension. in the stocks, pension, and so on. So there's an acceptable level of risk, and it's the best available hmm. information. Um, and you you forge ahead. Very few people, I would say, keep all their money under the mattress. If you compare it to that, okay, it's too uncertain. I, I don't trust the models. I don't know what it really says. But do you really know the models for looking at the profitability of those stocks and so on and yeah. so forth, yet you take action. So those are just some examples of... Great ways of thinking about it. Yeah, of just trying to think about, okay, it's not something new or it's so foreign that mm -hmm. you're paralyzed with fear. You do it. And, and have you seen, because of the surge in the past year and a half uh, with the youth climate strike movement, is that encouraging to you? It's or what fair. do you think of, of that development? It's very encouraging. They, our future is in the hands of the youth. They will become the leaders. They are the leaders now, and they will show us how and what needs to be done. Um, mm. And it is inspiring. Um, it is so, you know, when I said that, that we need to get people on side, mm. we don't have to do that with the youth. <laughs> they're on side. They're not questioning. Uh, is this human made? Is this not? What? Are, should I investigate this more? Like, no, no. You need to take action. Yeah. This is my future. This yeah. is going to be my earth. And there may not be a very good future yeah. if you don't take drastic action now. So very encouraging. Such a positive 
the positive energy and hopeful. I'd love to figure out how to empower the youth, how to right. provide more. Yes. Um, more behind them, more support yeah. behind them. What I've really noticed is that uh, young people have a mistrust in institutions. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. It is. I think we live right now in an age where institutions, um, whether it be the government or um, policy um, think tanks or so on, that um, there is there's a big divide. Um, I think it goes beyond climate change. It is, it is a different world that we live in. I grew up in a world where there was a lot of trust, or, or I felt that there was a lot of trust, and the government um, um, had the well-being of the citizens in mind. There doesn't seem to be that mm-hmm. uh, respect, that trust, that just that that you, yes, of course, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so how do you overcome that? And I think it really is the communication. It is the working together. Um, right. And even that narrative of well-being and genuine, authentic, mm-hmm. uh, whereas I, th- I think young people don't quite see themselves represented because of the age strata mm-hmm. and authenticity. We definitely do have to have a better way of communicating and a, and a mechanism to have those conversations, a mechanism to pr- have input from, yeah. from youth, have input from different... There's millions and billions of dollars being spent on this, and nobody knows. So, yeah, like, yeah. you may open it for public consultation, but really, only the people who knew that it was up there That's is right. going to make a comment or yeah. whatever. So, we need to think about doing things differently. Like, just putting it up on the website doesn't no. isn't sufficient. So yeah. let's 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 get some youth working with us. To, but having mechanisms, uh, opportunities to have youth. And those working in that field to to commingle, to share ideas. To what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, and then it, it will be a better product in the end. But you know, it's, I've been working in this field of climate change for long enough. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely changed. It's no longer a conversation of hey, let's get the science to prove it. Um, the question should now be, and I think with the last election, is what are we going to do about it? And I hope that we're on that point now where it's like, okay, it's no longer a question of what, like, is it, should we do something, but what are we going to do? And then having the will of the people behind uh, Canada to take action, to take the bold, it will net zero by 2050, carbon neutral society by 2050 has to be transformational. No way we'll reach it if it isn't. So it's, it's... It's exciting, but it is daunting. It is scary. How do we do that? No, I wouldn't say that anyone has the answer, and it's by working together and communicating and um, um, just the the desire to solve it. And I think we've been lacking in that of, like, yes, we should work on this. This Mm -hmm. is a priority. Let's do it versus eh, let's just think about it some more i hope we've passed that stage and i do feel uh, and like deep down i feel that we've moved beyond um the question um now the question is what are we going to do about it and now let's attack this part of it or this with the same uh maybe not the same but with more urgency uh, of working together and and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it could be very hopeful um 
I attended quite a few of the indigenous sessions, um, how the Inuit people have been have been adapting, how the First Nations, uh, what projects they've worked on. And I think this isn't just, it, it's not about climate change. It really is about a way of life. Um, and um, if we can get beyond the um, kind of, me and I'm thinking of how it's going to benefit me and, and think about the whole of society, think about who's vulnerable, who's going to be affected, and what do we need to do as a society? Because this issue is going to affect the most vulnerable. The, totally. the, and, and that equity divide that uh, has and has not, um, that's where it's going to be felt the most. Um, it already is. It already is. And okay. So, you know, I always tell people I work on climate change, but it's a much bigger problem. It's a much bigger issue. And, and I think if people think of it that way, we could maybe get more more buy-in. The film I saw was a suicide prevention. Mm. And that is not necessary. Like, you would not treat that with climate change. But it is so much more powerful. How do we involve our youth? How do we um, make that attachment to the land and uh, our way of living, our culture, our language? And that's something we want to pass on. We don't want that to just disappear and then be lost as to your identity, who are you, what you do. So in one sense, I feel like uh, at least I could tell you before that you know, I'm working on climate change and this is what makes climate change and this is some of the ways to solve it. When you open it this wide, when you just say it's, it's an issue about everything, yeah. the paralysis of, yes. oh my gosh, if it's about everything, then I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we have to figure out a way of doing, of overcoming that paralysis, right. of not being a deer caught in the headlights of just saying it's too big, can't yeah. deal with it, too many. So just pick a mm-hmm. pick that angle mm-hmm. if it is your your cultural heritage you're trying to protect pick that angle and um think about what's the impact of climate change on that and go from there so taking those steps is i think very important so we're trying well what wonderful insights Lo was sharing It was fascinating to hear about her work with the Canadian Centre for Climate Services and how wonderful it is that there's not only comprehensive information but highly specific information to a region, municipality or an ecosystem. And there are definitely some interesting ties with COVID and climate change in that now we're seeing lots of international cooperation, national cooperation and watching incredible support networks popping up in regard to the response to COVID. And it's similar, it's similar to the response that we need to climate change in that we need drastic action from all levels of government, uh, international cooperation. And so it's just a matter of if we're going to be able to, ca- it's a matter of if we're going to be able to carry over what we're learning from the COVID crisis into our response to climate change. And one thing I'm also curious about is if young people will have more faith or less faith in our political representatives and our governing institutions based on the response to the COVID crisis. Spain has put forward a national basic income that will be in place even after the COVID crisis is over. 
and Canada puts forward helpful support programs such as the CURB program, but also keeps pushing forward with LNG and pipeline expansion in the middle of an ongoing climate emergency. So there are definitely some profound learning opportunities at our disposal now, and it's a matter of determining if we'll take the opportunity to learn or not. The table has been set for bold economic stimulus in response to the recession coming from the COVID crisis. So now is a great opportunity for investing in renewable energy, for example. The national response to COVID-19 has demonstrated that the slow-moving cogs of government are indeed capable of nimbleness, and the capacity for community support networks to pop up are deeply heartening. So now we can hopefully watch for similar momentum and climate measures. Well, if there's a will, there's a way. We're trying. Bye.